0: Hi, this is Julie Dolan, this is Liz Dolan, this is Sheila Dolan, this is Monica Dolan, yeah. this is Liam Dolan. You're listening to another classic ep- classic classic episode of Satellite Sisters to Go. Not every conversation will change your
1: life,
2: but any conversation Any conversation can. Can. any conversation can.
0: Sister Liam, Liam, how are you doing? Liz, I'm going to do something I've never done on the show before. I'm going to rescind a Satellite Sisters of the Week honor. You're going <laughs> you to are? Really? Yes, I am. Harsh. I've never done it before, but I feel that it's necessary. I'm rescinding a Satellite Sisters of the Week honor. I'll fill you in what later. What could someone
2: have done to deserve such harsh punishment, Roxanne?
0: Oh.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. Say no more. Okay. Say no more. Right. I think I think I know where you're headed with this, okay. Monica.
3: How are you doing there in Portland, Oregon? Good, Liz. I guess I've, I finally realized this morning that, you know, my vacation's really over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had kind of this extended vacation. You know, she'll, Lee and I went to Walt Disney World. We are in Florida. I went to the Caribbean. Last week I went to Los Angeles to be with you guys. It was sunny. When I got home yesterday, I mean, it it's... It sunk in. It's over. (laughs) It's miserable
0: here. And then I opened up my American Express bill, and I knew the vacation was over. Oh. The party is over. All right. I thought you were going to say, like, your house had sunk in because there was so much rain in Portland, Oregon.
3: No, just the American Express bill. Sinking
0: in. Sinking in. Well, this weekend, Liz, I went to the theater. You, you know, did? Normally, Monica, Liz and I go to the theater together. We right, have a, we have a subscription right, together. To the taper, Bear Can I Go, and Liz and a and Whoever a I can dig up. Right. And and this time, Monica, I just, I warned her off. Normally we go to the theater, we don't even know what we're seeing or who's in it. Sometimes we don't even know the name of the play. Oh, it's they best. Just, you go just, in with an open mind. Totally yeah. open mind. They just come up and, oh, it there It goes you go. from,
2: like, 19th century comedy of manners to, like, East German performance art, yeah. all
0: in one season. Right, so you never know. But this this play was called 13, and it was a musical about being 13. And I had actually read the reviews, and the reviews were like, this is a very... Is it for adults? Well... It was a very fine high school musical, but I, it was a mystery why it was staged on like a major theater in Los Angeles. Because that's what it was like a super excellent high school musical. But they were actual high school students? Monica, they were the most talented junior high students. That's what was incredible. So we took our junior high son. Yeah. Oh, we good. took our middle school son. Waved me but, off, yeah. said that the, it.
2: you know, better to bring an 11 year old who aspires to being 13. Than to bring me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, here's the thing these kids were so incredibly talented. And we didn't, we got into the seats and, and I didn't get to read the program fully. So after, and I just kept saying, wow, every time they opened their mouth or they did a dance number or they said their lines, I was like, this is just, wow, these kids are really good because it did look like a high school musical. So you were sort of expecting high school musical. Quality Mm -hmm. and yet these kids, you know, sounded like American Idol. They sounded better,
2: right? And when you say High School Musical, you don't mean like Disney Channel High School Musical. No, you mean
3: High School Musical, right?
2: Your local high school when they put on a musical, right? Roger
0: Ludlow's production of (laughs) Pippin, exactly, (laughs) or right, or Greece, or something. You know what I'm talking about. Your sons and daughters have been in it before. They're usually like two or three kids that can actually sing, and they have to raise up the entire cast of 47 children. You know what I mean? So afterwards, I was like, wow, that was really good for a high school musical. And, um, and then I looked at all their bios because it's, I had the, you know, the press the program and everything, there. the program. Well, they've all been on Broadway. Like yeah, every I, yeah I knew and- you
3: were going to say that. They're all professional kids.
0: <laughs> yes, they are. I mean, they're all eighth graders from Los Angeles, but they've also, like, debuted on Broadway or recorded albums with Jimmy Jam and Terry
4: Lewis. <laughs> no. or
0: here's one young boy who's named at Ellington Radcliffe. He's named after Duke Ellington oh. because his parents met in the Broadway show Sophisticated Ladies. Okay, uh. fine. <laughs> they've all appeared in Beauty and the Beast somewhere and, <laughs> and Oliver somewhere. So it was a very enjoyable show. If you were 13 or under, Liz. Okay, good. Then we made the right choice. Your boys enjoyed it. Totally made the right choice. They loved it. And then the next day, you know, Sunday morning, it's one of the few days here that I get to sleep in. Yeah. You know, because of our work schedule and stuff like that. And when I say sleep in, I mean till 7. Okay, that's our... You know, family standard, don't come upstairs till seven. You know, and as you know, my younger son, he's nine. He's never slept. In nine years, he's never slept. If That's you, true. If you look at the average hours of sleep like a newborn was supposed to get, or a two year old, or a five year old, he was always a good two or three hours under that. And I kid you not. You know, a mm-hmm. newborn's supposed to get like 10 to 14 hours. Okay. New mothers, are you listening? 10 to 14 hours. And he'd get like eight. You know, total. In the whole day, that encompassed naps, which he did away with at like eight months. So I was exhausted for like seven years, totally exhausted. You're only just getting back on your feet. I am totally getting back on my feet. So I was surprised this weekend when I was reminded of those early days when I got no sleep or woken up like a jarring wake up at five in the morning. Because at like 6.15, he comes upstairs and hops into bed. And sometimes he hops into bed with us just to go back to sleep. Uh-huh. But no, my husband was downstairs watching English Premier League soccer at six in the morning. <laughs> oh, boy. He sent Colin up. Oh, Colin, that's not fair. I think he thought Colin was going to get back in bed. And then Colin proceeded to tell me every single detail of the Groundhog book that I had given him for his birthday. Okay? Oh, yeah. that's cute, Leah. Because his birthday is Groundhog it's Day. It's Groundhog Day. So I had given him the Groundhog book, and it seemed like when we were at the theater, he had read the entire thing and was just bursting to share information about (laughs) About about groundhogs. And he, you know, you know how sometimes kids, they can make like a 10-page book or a a 10-minute TV show? It takes them two and a half hours to call that. I was like, oh, enough, (laughs) enough. He's like, and then, Mom, did you know they can move 700 pounds of dirt? I didn't know that. Did you know groundhogs (laughs) and woodchucks, same animal? Oh. Oh, did you know that? Well, that answers a big question I've always had. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck?
2: chuck? <laughs> 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 what was the question? What is a groundhog anyway? Because we're familiar with the woodchuck. It's a, And every time I see a groundhog there on Groundhog Day,
0: looks mighty like a woodchuck to me. There you go. Same, same animal. Ah. It is also related to the squirrel. In case you were wondering, it's part of the marmot family of animals, huh. so people that study them are in fact called marmatologists. <laughs> <Just laughs> and your son taught and, you this at 6 o'clock in the morning? 6 o'clock Sunday? in the morning. And I, it seems like your son is headed in that
3: direction to become yeah. a mar- marmatologist.
0: Or a marmotophile, which is just people that enjoy groundhogs. <laughs> <laughs> also also mentioned in the book, but you know when you're woken up from a dead sleep and you just so want to go back to sleep and your child so won't shut up that you're just, ah. Oh, So later on in the day, I found myself just sitting on the couch watching The Cutting Edge on Lifetime. Are you familiar with that skating movie from the early 90s?
4: (laughs) (laughs) This is
0: fantastic. Starring Moira Kelly and and, and not Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulrooney, but that third actor. The earlier version of. That third actor that looks like both of them. I was like, I must be really tired if this is what I'm doing with the beautiful Sunday afternoon.
2: Well, I was going to ask you, go. you, you know, yesterday was World Marriage Day. I was going to ask how you and your uh, <laughs> your husband celebrated
0: World <laughs> Marriage Day, but... You know what? A shocking development. What? Shocking development. At some point yesterday afternoon, my husband looked at me and said, Wednesday is Valentine's Day. Great, Leigh Would you like to go to a movie? I was... Oh, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. First, you said dinner in a movie, and yeah. I hated to be the wet blanket, but people spent like the last month and a half trying to get reservations for (laughs) Valentine's Day. So I was like, how about just popcorn and a movie? And then he shocked me even further by picking up the telephone and calling his mom to see if she could watch the kids. Really? It was unbelievable. What brought this on? I don't know. World Marriage Day, perhaps. I guess. I I mean, your husband's a very good guy. but he is. But he's not a planner. Not a planner. No, not a planner. Like, I mean, no, not at all normally, I mean, not really a big holiday guy, you know, thinks of Valentine's Day as purely a hallmark holiday uh-huh. concocted to get him to waste money. You know, that's been... So he refuses to participate? Yeah. Yes. And so, it was shocking. So maybe that was an honor of Royal Marriage Day. Are you going to go see that new,
2: that Will Ferrell skating movie? Looks hilarious. Have you seen the,
0: the trailer? Liz, I saw the trailer last it night. Fight. That does look funny. I don't, I don't think it opens. He oh. was, his interest was piqued, shockingly enough, by Music and lyrics uh, you know yeah as but oh, we, that looks like a fun romantic it comedy. opens on Valentine's. Hugh grant yeah. drew barrymore and then he has and i should be suspicious of this but the only couple of times that we've tried to go to the movies lately and it's failed of course is um volvere the penelope oh. cruz movie i'm like i just don't know I want to go see Penelope <laughs> Cruz movie. Well, on, but on Valentine's yeah, Day, yeah, yeah. Like just you know, What, you see her as
2: competition. <laughs> no, you think that's what you're really up yeah, against? No, <laughs> no, not at
0: all. <laughs> anyway, so we'll be doing something, going to a movie. On that's Valentine's very exciting. Day. It's a huge weekend for me, huge. All right, coming up later in the show, we're taking your calls on the Grammys 866 33 sister eight 866- six six 4783 But Liz has an update Speaking of theater An update on the theater in Florida That changed the marquee to the (laughs) Hoo-ha (laughs) monologue What's happened now We're the Satellite Sisters Stay with us
2: awards last night really there (laughs) he was was. nominated he bothers to show up man just give him something (laughs) or have him perform yeah i mean the his super bowl performance was way better than anything last night even though there were some highlights Mm -hmm. last night's show but anyway we're the satellite sisters we're going to be taking your calls on what you thought of the grammy awards last night our number is 866-33 sister who did you love Who were you a little disappointed by? We experienced a little disappointment here at Satellite Sisters HQ. We'll explain that in a second. 866-337-4783 is our number. But first I have one theatrical update. Last week we talked about how the, when Valentine's Day comes around, it's a very popular time for local theater companies to stage Eve Ensler's play, The Vagina Monologues. Mm -hmm. And over the years since that play was uh, originally launched, the staging of the play, it all raises money for charity. And they've raised more than $30 million dollars. For the VJ Foundation. V so Day. It's really V-day. a, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Is it VJ or
3: V Day? We're starting it's already, Liz.
2: The V Day Foundation. V-day. Anyway, so there was a theater in Atlantic Beach, Florida that was staging the play and had the vagina monologues listed on their marquee. And a woman drove by with her 12 year old niece in the car. And she was offended seeing that word on the marquee. So the theater uh, changed the marquee and to read the hoo-ha (laughs) monologues. Okay, now we had a little discussion about this on Satellite Sisters on Friday, and you were very helpful calling in and emailing with other suggestions of other words they might have used on the marquee. (laughs) Most of which we can't even say those on the radio. Right, they were worse than they were worse than (laughs) hoo-ha. Oh yeah, way worse than vagina, which is just a real word. You know, it's a real word. Well, anyway, the news is the organizers, the people that own the theater, then they started to get complaints about changing the name. So they've gone back to the real name of the play, the Vagina Monologues, is now on the uh, the marquee because it turns out you're not allowed to. Just rename a play. Oh. You know what? There are actual rights involved in what the title of a play is. Oh. So right I'm on.
3: sure it's copyrighted, and I'm yeah. sure when you agree, when you buy a play to perform at your theater, you have to yeah. keep the play the same.
2: Yeah, anyway, so just I just wanted to give you a little update on that. So hoo-ha is off, and you know
3: the real thing <laughs> is back on. It's back on and now it's a tourist attraction I'm sure yes I'm sure at Atlantic beach yeah.
2: more than the Atlantic Beach Playhouse normally would be at <laughs> th- this time of year there that's near Jacksonville Florida
0: okay so the Grammys let's get to it Monica did you have a chance to, to watch last night oh yeah of okay. course I did you know I you remembered I
3: ha- I don't think I've seen the Grammys for the past couple of years oh. and I don't know why maybe it was on a weeknight weekday night or something so. I know why
0: I know why Bye. Last year was up against American Idol. Oh. And it got and you know killed what? I, in the ratings. I was more interested in American right. Idol last year. Right. I have to admit it. Yes. Mm, that's so
3: that's why. Mm-hmm. And I guess because I knew, didn't last year You 2 win any, everything? Yes, they did. Well, if they have an album out, they are going to mm-hmm. win everything. So I did see this year's. I even saw the E! Network, the whole red carpet lead up with uh, Ryan Seacrest and Juliana Depandi. And I have to say... Julianne and Bandy is something else. She is great. I mean, she was interviewing performers and the singers, but she was singing their songs. Really? Which was very brave of her because your singing talents kind of equal <laughs> Sheila's. But, <laughs> you know, it was just such a fun thing to do. When a perfor- when a singer would come up, she was like, oh, I love your hit, and start singing it. It was very cute. Very. Uh, I-, I really enjoyed
0: it. But what did you think, Liam? You know, can we just talk about the police for a second? Uh, you know, I gave them Satellite Sisters of the Week this week because I was excited that they were reuniting. Yes. And I thought this will be great because they were at one time a critical time in my life, like a key component to my musical yes. repertoire. <laughs> the soundtrack of your yes. life. Leon Dolan. So, but I said to John Ramos, our engineer, I said, John, play any song this weekend except Roxanne. Okay, any song because that's just the most overplayed police song. Almost to end every song we played this weekend, delightful. Waver yes. like, Oh we love that song. Oh, yeah. oh do 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 oh that's great. Oh every little thing she does magic, fantastic synchronicity, I love that song. Okay, so there they are. They open with Roxanne. I have too much yoga. Too much yoga. Really? For for sting. Oh he was I have so a, low energy.
3: Oh, I have a totally different take on the right. police and okay. Sting's performance, Leah. <laughs>
0: okay, all right. We're going to get to that at Satellite Sisters. You can give us a call, 866-33-SISTER, 866-337-4783. Who did you love? Who did you not love? I have to tell you, Monica, what our my sons said. They asked the question in the middle of the police performance that every person under 45 was asking. Oh, really? When we get back, we're the Satellite Sisters. You don't
4: have to wear that dress tonight. Work the street for money You don't care if it's wrong or if it's right Rock
2: We are the Satellite Sisters, and that is the Dixie Chicks. They were the big winners at last night's Grammy Awards. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm here with my sisters, Leon and Monica. Before we get on to the chicks, could we just finish up on the police? Okay. Because we did. We were very, very excited that the police were going to be reuniting and that this was going to be their moment. And it was...
3: Underwhelming in many ways. Okay, uh, now Monica, you you. I don't differ. know what show you guys saw. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'll agree with you. Roxanne is not my favorite police song, but yeah. when I saw Sting, I was like. I think he should receive some sort of special, like, humanitarian award, <laughs> like, for all the ladies. Like, wow, Sting looked unbelievable. He must be t- the tantric yoga, it or whatever it is. It is. Oh, holy cow, he is a hunk. Yes. Not, I I'm thought it.
0: his voice was beautiful. I thought he was amazing. Okay. All right. All I'm saying is that... I think he's lost a little bit of his rock and roll spirit with all that yoga. That's what I mean. I was disappointed they didn't rip into, like, a three-song set. That's I know. Kind of a it m- was. I, I expected them to sing at least one other song besides
3: right. Roxanne.
0: Right, because that is so iconic. All you need to do is sing Roxanne and then move on to some <laughs> other song. But I'm sitting there with the kids, Monica, and it opens, and, and they were really looking forward to the opening numbers, usually huge at the Grammys. Yes, It's right. usually really a production number. And so the first thing my son Colin looks at me goes, he's old when he sees oh, Sting. Oh, well, he is old, And then Colin. They go, <laughs> and then they go to Stuart Copeland, the drummer, and Colin goes, he's really old. <laughs> <laughs> and then about halfway through, he asked the question, I think everyone under the age of 45 was asking, where's Gwen Stefani? <laughs> that was what he wanted to know. Where is Gwen
3: Stefani? <laughs> yeah, she was I, absent last night. But let's talk a little bit about the Dixie Chicks. Yes. Because it was quite a night for them. You know, they won everything. Yeah. I mean, they won record of the year, song of the year, best album. Best country album, which is just ironic because, you know, they were shut out completely of the country music awards this year. They right. didn't even receive any nominations. So the fact that they won best country album, it just was uh, it was unusual. Yeah. You know, it was one of my favorite albums of the year. Personally, I loved that album. So did Sheila. I went to see him in concert, but I don't think I think of that album as more of a pop album. Than a country album.
0: Well, they said last night, one of the chicks said in the last uh, her one last acceptance <laughs> speech, you know, I, we're a band without a genre, which is a really oh, hard that's place to be because they don't get any more airplay on country radio, but they're not really a rock band, but they are getting play on like adult alternative they like are amazing musicians they are just amazing and they worked with rick rubin but could they have been a little more organized on the acceptance speeches? yes that I was
3: a disappointment Liam. I, I expected i think it was because maybe they that one first one they had them on that little teeny tiny circle stage yeah which, yeah the dorky mini stage did not help which i think it was hard for the musicians that won and it had to accept the award on that stage to they weren't behind a podium right and they kept sort of Pointing to the people mm-hmm. behind them. Oh yes, my producer over there. I agree. They could. I think they were surprised they won. I think they were. I and think they, they were unprepared to to give a really boffo accept, acceptance speech. Because I, I did. Yeah. I did enjoy seeing their attractive husbands.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> several times. And their performance was really good on the show, so that's mm-hmm. great. But I was surprised. You know, but the Grammys always just are the worst acceptance speech ever because. You know, records have like a zillion people that work on them. They're nobody you've ever heard. Now, Mary J. Blige. I know, but it, okay, yeah, that's won. where I was going to go next with I this. I It's just not interesting to hear people say literally 55 names like she did. But, um, you know, here's Mary J. thanking Anath. Thank you so much. Oh, Mary J. You're welcome.
5: <laughs> <laughs> did nice. she thank you, Leah? No, I was no, the only no. one she left off, Liz. The only I just she... want to thank thank God for this album and this this award for this album. Um, And it's not only shown that I'm an artist and a musician and a writer, but it's also shown that I have grown in a- and I'm growing into a better human being.
0: She, she is. is. That's According to I- Mary J. Yes. Uh-huh. Now she's going to go on now for two and a half minutes, and she's going to name 55 names. I, I mean, really everybody. But because she's Mary J. Blige and she's a an hip hop, hop artist, it sounds pretty good, actually. If anyone you is enjoyed it, did, it, Leah? Yeah. I mean, at least she was melodic and rhythmic, and she had it down. And there was some hooting and hollering at the end. But that's just a lot I'm of names. I'm thinking of people that have helped
5: me so much to grow. I want to start with my husband. And my manager, Ken Du Isaacs, my children, Jordan, Nasir, and Brianna, mm-hmm. James Dillard, who delivered the tape, rest in peace. What's that about? I don't know what that's about. <laughs> my, fans, my extended family. Doug Morris, Jimmy Iovine, Zach Horowitz, Ron Fair, Ron Anderson, Ashley Fox, Yvette Gale, Jeff Holliston, Steve there Berman, Jim yeah. Merlis, Alicia Graham, Jaha Johnson. She's Bay getting Davis. rolling now. Yeah, she's Peter really rolling. Warren, <laughs> Pat Dillard, Danny Chung, Huggy, Derek Sass, John Huggy,
4: <laughs> I'm going to
5: thank Huggy. Neil. No matter what you win, ever thank yes. Huggy. i Huggy. Brenda Romano, Nino, Garnett Marsh, Kevin Black, Alan Grubman, Kenny Myself, Sonia Guardo. Yeah, Sonya yeah. Guado, yeah. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Justice League, Ronnie Jerkins, Will I Am, Brian Cox, Johnson yeah, Austin, Sean Garrett, <laughs> Nice one to Raphael Sadiq. Thank you. See, pretty good.
0: have <laughs> <laughs> to say, pretty good as far as laundry
2: lists go. But Mary J. Blige always has such interesting things to say. Yeah. I was disappointed that she didn't use the time in a slightly more interesting well, way. Well, then
0: she won another one, and that's when she talked about Liz. That's when she went into the world according to Mary J. You uh-huh. know, we've been highlighting some of her Mary J-isms here. She's talking about dream smashers. She likes to refer to herself in the first person. And Which she did, and
3: when she introduced her song, she said, Mary J. Blige is in love. There you go. <laughs>
0: and- Hello. Mary J. in love. She said she's learned to build bridges, not burn them. Build bridges, not burn them. That seems like a good thing to learn. Right. And then she said there are valleys and there are peaks, and she was either in a peak or a valley. I couldn't really understand. She was in a valley when she made the album. Now she's in a peak. Whatever, valleys, peaks, that's where you get to know people, both in the valleys And in the peaks, whatever that means. I thought she was great. I liked the song she did with Ludacris, too. I thought that was really
2: good. She looked fantastic, too. Didn't she look like the queen of the whole evening? Like, she was the boss. She was in charge. She was the best. She was the top. She was the the peak.
0: You kind of could tell people were rooting for her. Yes. You know, when they read her name, there was excitement, and people kept saying hi. And, you know, I've read several columns about how Mary J is, you know, just an average-looking person. Who, on really? What, on what planet? No, I mean, she's a knockout. I, <laughs> I don't yeah. understand that assessment of her. I, you know, compared to Beyonce, we are all average looking human beings. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think she's a star. She's got a star quality to her. I, I'm always surprised when I read that about her. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. 866 no. 33 Sister is our number 866 337. 47,83 if you want to weigh in on the Grammys. Monica? Leon, who else did you like? Because
3: I loved, I was shocked um, at the talent. And Justin Timberlake <laughs> I really liked his song what goes around comes around that's a I good thought song. yeah I thought we were just gonna see Justin Timberlake doing sexy back and dancing around but that was one of my favorite songs of the whole night yeah I loved the production except when he stuck the camera in his face yeah that was really stupid. need yeah I mean I'm sure Julie will subscribe <laughs> to that YouTube because I guess it's going to be on YouTube. You she get a close up of Justin Timberlake every night, but I I loved his performance. And you know what? I hate to say it, even though I don't I don't want to love the old guys, but I thought Smokey Robinson was great. Oh, uh, of those three that did like the R and B tribute, I mean Lionel Richie was kind of asleep. Yeah, that was like a that was a downer <laughs> without song he sang. But I thought Smokey Robinson was just delightful and His then he came out and then chris
0: brown came out who's yeah. good the the hip-hop artist who okay the if we're number? talking
3: about old guys yeah
2: could we I, I think another downer so you have like the police they're pretty old but they're you know solid but then that the first was it the first award that yes. went to it was the first tony award bennett list. that that just sends the wrong signal for a telecast for i me. agree
3: Lee. and tony bennett and stevie wonder they won uh it was a duet and it was like uh, uh to it beat out some great songs, yeah, like Mary J. Blige and Bono. Yeah, yeah, please, you know? one, yes. Or how or about sh-
0: promiscuous Nelly, Nelly Furtado, and Timbaland. That's right, really I,
3: I and that was the first award of the night. I thought, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. the old
0: the old guys yeah. getting up.
3: <laughs> Believe me, I love Tony Bennett, and you know I love Stevie Wonder, but I just didn't think. They should have gotten the first award.
0: No, and I don't think you should vote for a song that literally no one's heard. Like every other song on that in that category, best collaboration, was like a huge hit song. Really fun to listen to, interesting co- collaboration. Right, yeah. I've never heard on the radio for once in my life
3: the duet with Tony Bennett and Stevie Wonder. <laughs> of course I've heard the song many, many times. I'm sure I have it in my iPod, but I've never actually heard their duet on the radio. You're right, I, Leah.
0: I like watching the show with my husband because he is just not aware of pop music whatsoever. Uh, You know, he listens to his own stuff, and he, you know, still listens to CDs and actual tapes, okay? really, He still listens to tapes that he made in college. So
3: he's probably very confused between Timberlake and Timbaland. That was confusing. (laughs) Right. I'm
0: sure he has no idea what's going on there. And though he was captivated by Shakira, he did not understand Shakira. And if you know Shakira's the big... Latin pop star, and she had a huge hit this summer with hips don't lie hips don't lie, and she's famous for just shaking her hips and boy, did she last night uh, sh- I thought she was fantastic she last was, night. but then she kind of, she did the duet with wycliffe Jean, so uh-huh. he's you know doing his thing about shakira shakira hips don't lie and barrack was like. Who is this, and what are they saying? (laughs) What are they saying? I was like, Shakira. He says, that's the lyric, her name? I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we didn't even get that? No. Holy cow. He's like, what does that mean? I was like, that's her name. Shakira, Shakira. That's her name. (gasps) And then hips don't lie. He did not understand. And yet. Yet he was mesmerized. Yes. I wonder why that was. How
2: could you not be? <sighs> it was a fantastic performance.
0: All right, we're taking your calls. 866-33 Sister, 866-337-4783. We need to get to some sister mail about John Mayer. We got taken to task about John Mayer. Wanna to, want to address that? Monica, I think we have to talk about the Eagles tribute. Oh gosh, yeah. yes, Lee, and the low point. And your girl Carrie Underwood. So stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters.
4: just like a star across my sky just like an angel of the faith you have appeared to my life A father waits upon his son a mother prays for his return and i just called to see if you still have a place for me gravity Against me. Me of me.
2: We are the Satellite Sisters. For me, that was a highlight of last night's Grammy Awards show. That was Corinne Bailey Ray, John Legend, and John Mayer. All together, Didn't you think that was beautiful, Liam? It was beautiful. The way they put those songs together and supported each other.
0: I thought that was really, really great. It, it made Cor- you say these are very talented performers. Yeah. Right. Each and every one of them in their own way. And so poised. I mean, Corinne Bailey Ray, that was
3: a lot of pressure to be in that spotlight with just the guitar. I thought she just looked very
0: poised. They, that was very fun. John Mayer, looking good. John Mayer did look good, except, of course, my <laughs> sons were like, what's the matter with his mouth? <laughs>
3: Well, that's hey, the way God. he sings. He's soul- I know he's a soulful guy, and that's his thing. But that is what you have to explain to
0: a nine-year-old. You know, yeah. they're not familiar with that kind of rock mouth. You know, and so you have to say, "Well, he does that because he can't quite hit that note, but it just it makes it work better." All right, we are talking about the Grammys. Eight six six thirty three sister. Eight six six three three seven forty seven eighty three. We did get an email from bhg 's mom Pat uh, last week i don 't know who bhg is i 'm sure that 's her son or daughter son. Yeah. so uh, Pat and she said she was very sad to hear us rebuff John Mayer because of his association with miss Simpson really yes then, and, and just because he 's famous, does he have to live by a different set of rules he 's very talented he 's very intelligent and he 's sharing it with us.
2: Now, I recall when we had this conversation about John Mayer last week, most of us were saying how much we love John Mayer. Yes. And, like, (laughs) what a talented musician he is. Besides the fact that he did graduate from the same high school – that we did. Thank you very you know, much. Yes. So Roger Ludlow High School, Fairfield, Connecticut, Go Flying Tigers, <laughs> John John Mayer is very closely connected to the Satellite Sisters in that way.
0: So we're very pro-John Mayer in general. Right. It's just the Jessica Simpson part. I think we were bemoaning the fact it seems like he would pick a more s- soulful partner. Yes. That she is... Soulful is really the word you're looking for? Yes. Wouldn't yes. that be? Yes Mm because yes that would be the word i don't blame a guy for going for a hot chick he is a rock star and that's (laughs) part of the right i don't blame that but i think we know quite a bit about miss simpson whether we want to or not and mainly it's or not in my category but we've seen a lot we've seen her on tv we've read the zillion interviews we have to hear her talk all the time and it just seems like they're not an equal match like Uh i was thinking why doesn't he date Corinne Bailey Ray? Correct. That yes, would be a that distract. would
2: be good. That's a good couple. Seeing them together on stage last night. Yeah, yeah, I could really see that. Or
3: how about Scarlett
0: Johansson? Oh, wait, she's dating everyone else. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's no room there. <laughs> Oh, boy, she's with Justin Timberlake. So, um, so Pat, thank you for your letter. You did suggest that we talk to Dr. Forny about this the treatment of celebrities which is a great idea i think that is a good
2: idea because it's not we don't mean to bash but it's very rare that we say an unkind word about anyone
0: it's just i think <laughs> jessica simpson has put herself out there in the public eye in a way that say corinne bailey ray has not like you know an awful lot about her and we know an awful lot about john Mayer. they just seem like an unmatched pair
2: i mean she is the one who thought chicken of the sea Was chicken. Was chicken. Okay, I know. That's That's all I want to say about that. (laughs) Liz, how do you know that? I just didn't. I I didn't say it was on the TV show. It was on the reality
0: TV show. These facts you're storing up. But how about, Leon? how about my girl, Carrie Underwood? I know, Monica. I was happy for you when she won Best right. New Artist. She won Best New Artist.
3: I think it was well deserved out of that group, even though, of course, we loved Corinne Bailey Ray. Yeah. Um, I think Carrie Underwood has just had this phenomenal, like, two years since she won American Idol. She's had all these hit songs, she's won all these awards. Uh, it, she just had, she was, like, the biggest star of the year. So I'm glad she won. She, again, so poised. You know, and on stage. S- well, what's with her hair? Wow. <laughs> <I'm-> wow. <laughs> I thought, you know, she's a gorgeous girl. She's beautiful. I love her voice. And I thought did she borrow one of dolly parton's wigs because that is a lot of hair
0: on carrie underwood it was just monica it was the volume and the density i just could not take my eyes off it i just kept saying i don't remember her having this much hair
2: really i must have dozed off by this point. oh she
0: just had a lot of hair liz there's no other
3: way to say it yeah it was like a mane a giant mane that had like blown up on her head but anyways i thought she was great but I did think that little tribute to the Eagles was unfortunate. That was not good. It just kept going on and on. Many it was Rascal songs. Flats singing a couple of the Eagles hits, and it was unnecessary. I would have rather heard Carrie Underwood sing, of course, Jesus, Take the Wheel.
0: Yeah. and she <laughs> A sang, couple of times. She sang Desperado, <laughs> but it was just a little Yeah, that desperate. was a little flat because, you know what, <laughs> so, so many people have covered, that,
3: covered that song yeah. that it's hard to really nail that song because so many people have done that. Uh, that song right
0: yeah i didn't understand that she didn't seem to have any chemistry with rascal f- flats so that it was four song. it was rascal f- flat all right <laughs> yes. it if was I rascal might. flat but if let's if think about the highlights mary j
3: blige we had beyonce we had justin timberlake it was a good night
0: you know what does beyonce put on her skin i mean really magic Stardust, Liam. <laughs> it is it's just glowing oh unbelievable Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz and and here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support satellite sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. All right. This is Justin Timberlake's song, What Goes Around Comes Around. Remember, you can always email us at SatelliteSisters.com. We love getting your email. Pat, we're not afraid to address anything on the air. (laughs) SatelliteSisters.com. (music) Thank <music> you.
2: sisters hope you are having a fantastic Monday I'm Liz Dolan here with my sisters Leanne and Monica Leanne is it me or is your birthday a week from today I was just kind of noticing that yes yes Uh, it is we better note that on the calendar somewhere 39 again
0: (laughs) isn't that amazing how that happens yes yep 39 again
2: super (laughs) Monica how are you there in Portland Oregon
3: great liz recovering from the grammy awards last night
2: yeah you stay up late you get up early burning the candle at both ends it's like being a rock star a little bit isn't it
3: <laughs> well not not when you're sitting at home in your own living room watching the grammy awards and not going to any of the big parties
2: hey it's monday so later on in this hour we are doing the fat free truth liz neprin is our fitness expert who's here every monday she's answering a couple of questions for us today well our question was are if a trainer claims to be certified Is that a gimmick or does that actually mean something like who certifies them for what? So Liz is going to answer that question. And then we got an email from Cindy in Norwalk, Connecticut. She wanted to know, now this is something we think about all the time. She doesn't really like drinking plain
0: water, but if she drinks seltzer water, is that just as good for her? I am curious about this too, Cindy, because I drink a lot of seltzer water. And but, I'd like to think that it's good for me. Okay, so we're, we're, we're going to get this. We're going to get
2: the fat free truth on that. And remember, if you ever have a question that you want addressed on the fat free truth, just go to satellitesisters.com and email us. Also, later on, Sally Squires from the Washington Post is going to join us. She writes the nationally syndicated column Lean Plate Club. We had two big questions for her. First of all, there is this new FDA approved weight loss drug called Ally. What's the deal? Should we all be signing up? (laughs) Yeah, it's about time. But so Sally's going to give us the the medical scoop on that. And then more, you know, if you're planning for a big day, big night on Wednesday, is there such a thing as an aphrodisiac? Oh, I'd like to know this. She's looked into this, Monica, and she has some very surprising information about what actually works. You're going to be surprised oh, something when you actually hear works. what the secret formula really is. Mm. It's, you know, we thought maybe it was oysters or artichokes. Not so much, but there is a secret formula. Uh, okay. First, a couple of international news items. Well, one, you know, on Sundays, sister, I, sisters, I do a little moonlighting. I am the United States stringer. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> For, I live in my own little fantasy world on Sundays. I do a radio show in Australia. Oh, right. So, right, so right. they call me on Sundays, and they like to know just what's happening in America. And I get to decide what's <laughs> happening in America, which is why I enjoy this discussion. It's whatever I want to talk about, they're happy to talk about. And, but yesterday, the only thing they wanted to talk about, I thought this was so funny. They just wanted me to explain... Why that crazy astronaut was wearing a diaper. Oh, that (laughs) is funny. All the way down under, or a nappy, as they would call it. Oh, (laughs) that's funny.
3: (laughs) What's the deal with the nappy? Well, good thing you had done research on that list.
2: I had, right. that, That inside NASA, they don't call it a diaper. They call it a maximum absorption garment. It's a mag. It's a mag. So I explained to them what a mag was, and they still didn't get uh, like why an astronaut would be wearing one. And I had to they explain that they didn't know that. that. Well, they have no astronauts. Yeah, you know, they're Australia. I mean, they, I think they've had a few go up in the space shuttle or something, but it's not like they've got some their own version of Cape Canaveral somewhere <laughs> and they're training astronauts. <laughs> okay. You know, that we got we got sort of a space center here. There's Star City in Russia, but other than that, they're just not as familiar I guess with. guess you're right. Did well. Let me ask you, did you know they wore... Diapers.
0: Yes. yes, Liz, because oh, you I have boys, and they watch those Hard Hat Harry series on oh. do you want to be a blank firefighter? Do you want to be a truck oh. driver? Do you want to be an astronaut? And they go into that level yes. of detail? Yes, because you know what? Kids think it's hilarious that <laughs> astronauts wear diapers. I know. That is like the fact that they hone in on. Well, it is hilarious. Yes. So I'm glad
2: we all know that. <laughs> anyway, so that was my international report. But then uh, you were here for part of the weekend, Monica. We did the show this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then after the show,
3: we had a little time to kill before I was taking Monica to Los Angeles Airport. And, of course, <laughs> course it turned out to be another beautiful day in California. Oh, yeah. It was spectacular. A sunny day. So
2: I thought, let's go to the beach. It's California on a beautiful day. And there's this secret beach I have found uh, in Malibu. Of course, you, you've all heard of Malibu, where <laughs> there, is, there is a secret public pathway that lets you onto a portion of the beach that is referred to as Billionaire's Beach. Oh, okay. And it's also, the official name is Carbon Beach, but they call it Billionaire's Beach because of who lives there. And we're going to get into that a little bit, but we were mainly looking for some of the stars that live along that beach, right, Monica? We know Courtney Cox lives there, right? Right,
3: Courtney Cox has a house there, Jennifer Aniston, just a couple of houses down. Right, right. From Courtney Cox uh, that we saw a uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's Beach House, Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. looked very nice. Some other stars, Andy Williams.
2: Uh,
0: Andy Williams. <laughs> <laughs> and you can
3: just walk along this beach
2: and nobody bothers you. You can just walk along the beach and nobody bothers you. And they've because it's billionaires' beach, they've taken the law into their own hands. So it's one of the beaches where secretly you can take your dog, which is why I go there. Oh, okay. So I take my dog Ferris because dogs. It's not a leash or no leash situation. It's dogs are not allowed on any of the beaches here mm-hmm. unless it's specifically a dog beach. But because they're billionaires, they get to do whatever they want. Right. And they've just rewritten the laws and dogs can run free on Billionaire's Beach.
3: <laughs> Plus it has like this secret entrance that is completely hidden. Yes. There's no it, it, there's a tiny little sign, tiny teeny tiny that says public beach access. Yeah. And it's kind of obscured by a large tree. Right. Yes. So there's That's, no way you would dare walk on this beach because all of the properties are right next to each other unless you knew where the secret opening was, which Liz knows. But the law is the
2: public is allowed on the beach. Yes. So I don't care if I'm a billionaire or not. I am going on the beach, and I'm taking Monica and my dog uh, with us. So, Monica, it was a pretty exciting little
3: walk on the beach, wouldn't it you was. say? It was. I mean, first of all, no one mistook us for billionaires. <laughs> It was obvious we didn't live there but you know we were looking at the sites we were looking at jennifer aniston's house there was no one home there courtney cox there didn't appear to any be anyone home there and then we're walking along the beach and billionaires row and liz points out this house this is like you know that's kind of a nice house i think it sold last year and oh who walks out of the house? A billionaire. A billionaire. Yes, holy cow, We had our first sighting, didn't we, Liz?
2: It was Larry Ellison, the CEO oh, of Oracle. Oracle. Yes, Larry Ellison is the ninth richest man in the world, mm. according to the people that uh, compile mm. that
3: information. But this house, I even went home and looked it up. And he walked out. So went, it was like Liz had staged it for me. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, a lot of billionaires live here. Mike Ovitz. Oh look, there's Larry
2: Ellison mm. out on the porch. Well, when I did a little Wikipedia search on Larry Allison when I got home, Monica, I found out that that, those where his house is there on Carbon Beach, that was five contiguous lots. He bought all of them. He paid for his property on this beach. $65 million he paid for the property on the beach. Well,
3: of course she's going to go there on a Saturday (laughs) afternoon when it's sunny. And then we saw, Leanne, the house right next to Courtney Cox's house. Now, we weren't stalking these houses. Yeah, just walking. We're mainly walking the dog. The house right next to Courtney Cox's house, there appeared to be some rock stars there, mm. okay? And we thought maybe they were in for the Grammy Award weekend, but I couldn't identify the rock stars. At first, I thought it was maybe uh, one of the Gallagher brothers from Oasis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Or maybe it was like the band OK Go or the Yeah, Yeah, Yes. Mm. I didn't know who it was, but it was <laughs> obvious it was a rock star and it's rock star pal. And then this woman who looked like Pamela Anderson. Yes. And I was thinking, what are the Gallagher brothers doing with Pamela Anderson? <laughs> Probably wasn't Pamela Ander- Anderson, but you know, Liz kind of got us thinking. Yeah.
2: Uh, we, so we never really like had a f- figured out exactly who they were. I tried to send my dog up onto their porch because they had a dog. Because I figured then you have the excuse to chase your dog up towards their house and you get a closer look at them. Oh, so there is no ID. There's no, no ID of them. But then Monica, we're walking back. We're, we're leaving. leaving. Who is the second billionaire we bump into? David
0: Geffen. David Uh, Geffen. David Geffen. Kind of like
3: standing in his driveway, I guess, waiting for one of his other billionaire friends to come by. (laughs) Second billionaire. Apparently they just
2: (laughs) confab together (laughs) on the weekends there at Billionaire Beach. It was a good little outing. All right. uh, Stay with us coming up. It's the Fat-Free Truth. If you ever want to get to the bottom of any issue having to do with fitness, just go to SatelliteSisters.com and send us an email. We're the Satellite
0: Sisters. Stay with us.
2: the Satellite Sisters. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm here with my sisters, Leanne Dolan and Monica Dolan. Every Monday, we bring you The Fat-Free Truth. Liz Naprin is the author of that book, and she's also a fitness expert, and we got to say, a sought-after personal trainer, Mm -hmm. someone who seems to be certified by everyone who gives out any (laughs) kind of certification at all for any reason. So Liz, this is our question for you today. If a trainer claims to be certified what is that? Is that a gimmick, or is that something I should actually care about?
1: You should care about, it. and and if it's done right, it is absolutely not a gimmick. Um, and I think what a, what a certification does is it demonstrates to you the minimum level of knowledge and expertise a trainer needs to have to put the pin in the weight and touch your body. Okay. And if they don't even have that, that doesn't demonstrate to me the level of commitment and Uh, ability or willingness to learn what they need to know in terms of safety and effectiveness for you. And I probably would highly recommend, actually, that you do not uh, use a trainer who is not certified.
2: Well, who should they be certified by? Because you're certified by the American Council on Exercise, the American College of Sports Medicine, and the National Strength and Conditioning Association.
1: And bingo, those are the big three, uh, because think about it this way. Right now, I did a quick search last night. There are about 360 organizations that claim to certify trainers. Wow. Those range from uh, the top dogs, which you just mentioned, and I would add probably National Academy of Sports Medicine in with those and probably National Foundation of uh, Trainers Association. I I would also add them in. Um, but you can get, and I ha- I did this for a story once where I got my dog certified online in about an hour. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, And Zoomer Neprin was a certified
4: personal trainer. <laughs> so may he rest in peace. But, um,
1: you know, so if somebody, so you really have to ask the question and be educated enough to know not only you do want that certification as the minimum requirement, but you also want it from a reputable, uh, accredited organization, and those are the reputable accredited organizations.
2: Uh-huh. So that list of organizations you just gave us, we'll try to post that at SatelliteSisters.com, yeah. too. But is there another good place for them to look at the, for that? I know, like, you have your information at iVillage.com. Do you have that kind of stuff posted there?
1: I, I don't. Um, you well. You know, it's unfortunate. There's no sort of repository for that. Yeah. So you would have to go to, like, for instance, the American Council on Exercises website, the okay. American Academy of Sports Medicine's website, and you know, they, they also do talk about each other um, on those websites. But that, but honestly, that's the place to get it.
0: Okay. So Liz-
1: you have to be educated and do a little searching.
0: Liz, when you hear trainers. Giving people like bogus information. Do you just wanna scream? Do you ever raise your hand and we're like, He's wrong, he's lying Oh my you know, I
1: again I, I just have this this um philosophy that I'm not the fitness police, so unless you ask me directly, I'm not gonna tell you. But there have been a couple times where I've just say, For the love of God, I have to step in here. You're just so wrong. You know, when they're telling people about the fat burning zone, which is the one I hear over and over again or you know you have to spot what it. there's no fat burning
0: zone I'm not covering
1: this again, Liz <laughs> We're not going' we're, there'll be a quiz at the end
0: if there's one thing she's taught us it's that yeah, there, there is no fat, fat burning zone,
1: or if they tell you you know when you you know that you're selectively doing this or that or you're you're spot reducing. You know, there are just times where I just have to bite my tongue and do another rep and move on.
2: Okay. All right. Liz, we understand. Liz Neppron gives us the fat-free truth. Leon, let's do the question we got from Cindy Uh in Norwalk, Connecticut, because this is a question you have, too, Mm -hmm. right?
0: That's right. Okay, we were talking about how we don't really like to drink plain water, but we know it's good for us. So Cindy wanted to know if drinking flavored seltzer water, no calories or sodium, is just as good as drinking plain water. And Liz, I drink a lot of fizzy water. I don't drink the flavored. I just drink the plain seltzer. What's the scoop? What's the fat-free truth on this?
1: I'd say you're moving in the right direction. My one caveat about anything fizzy is there is some thought that it still uh, contributes to to, uh, deteriorating bone health. Because the acidity, really? yeah, can oh. uh, can erode the phosphorus in in the bones. So, um, but is it better than drinking diet soda or soda that's full of you know if it's not diet chemicals and sugar and so on and so forth, absolutely, it's definitely moving in the right direction, but there is that one caveat.
0: You know what? I had heard that, Liz, and frankly, I would blocked it out. I just, (laughs) I wanted you to tell me the fat-free lie, Liz. I wanted you to say go for it. It's great.
1: Would you like me to revise my answer? I'm happy to
0: do that. No, no, (laughs) I know you're all about the truth. (laughs) Okay.
1: And so that, you know, that is the one issue that, you know, anything with fizziness in it uh, will have potentially, have the potential to erode bone health.
2: See, that's disappointing because the new cocktail I serve at my house, this is Liz. Lee and you, I served you one of these the other night when yes. you came over for a, dinner. A, a cranberry cooler, Liz? Uh, no, the pomegranate, Monica. Oh. It's, it's a little splash of pomegranate juice in the Pellegrino water. I thought that that was really the way to go. But now, Liz Neprin, I'm getting the
1: feeling that not so much. Well, I actually would be interested because I have to – I'm just – this is the truth. I don't like to drink water, and it's something that I personally struggle with. And I'd love to hear from listeners or from the sisters any trick to get you to drink more water and actually like it. I would be very open to hearing about because it's just something I have not resolved. And I I hear this from so many people, and I, I just don't have an answer for it.
0: Okay. It's like I'm good with, like, three glasses a day, but the right. six to eight, for goodness uh, sakes. <laughs> yeah, you feel a little like a bloated whale. Yeah. And I do anyway. It's so. just not satisfying. It's
1: not satisfying. It's just it's hard to drink. So let's let's hear from everyone what they think. All okay. right.
0: All right. The Fat-Free Truth from Liz Neprint. You heard her. Let's hear from you. If you have a question, a myth you want Liz to bust, you can write us at SatelliteSisters.com. You can also find information about Liz's book, The Fat-Free Truth, Real Answers to the Fitness and Weight Loss Questions you wonder about most at satellitesisters.com. Thanks, Liz. All right, coming up next, we're sticking with health, and we want to know about this new fat drug. So we're going to uh, Sally Squires. You laughed when I said fat drug. <laughs> fat drug. Yeah, it's a it's a weight loss drug. Okay. I think nobody wants a fat drug, Liam. <laughs> <Leon. Okay. laughs> That's called sitting on the couch. We're the Satellite Sisters. <laughs>
4: Okay,
2: still getting static. All right. Well, we're going to have to do what? Hold on. I get up in
4: the morning, grab a cup of coffee.
2: Welcome to our lives. We are the Satellite Sisters. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm here with my sisters, Leanne Dolan and Monica Dolan. Our phone number is 866-33-SISTER, 866-337-4783. And if you'd like to send us an email, just go to SatelliteSisters.com. Okay, sisters, we're working on getting Sally Squires. You know, she's she writes the nationally syndicated column, Lean plate club. And we had a couple of questions for her today. Mm-hmm. One is about that new drug the FDA approved for weight loss called Ally. We'd, I'd like to believe it could be our ally. We're going to get to the bottom of that. But then another thing I want to ask her about was, is there really such a thing as an aphrodisiac? You know, you read all these rumors about if you eat oysters or artichokes or chocolates
0: and have you ever really had that kind of effect from eating anything no but it makes sense that there might be a food that actually does have that kind of effect yeah i mean if they can create a drug like viagra i'm sure there's an actual natural substance out there that might do something similar it might not be as Pronounce all right
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> well maybe, that was a nice way of saying
2: it <laughs> thank Leanne. you well i was thinking maybe whatever it is in its natural form maybe that's what they've been serving on a recent Qantas airline flight so i read this uh i read this story about a Qantas in-flight incident that made me think about aphrodisiacs because they have just uh suspended a female flight attendant because she had an amorous incident in the like bathroom on the plane with rafe fines
4: oh <laughs> my <laughs> gosh you yes. can hardly blame
2: her you can hardly blame her i know monica what's in those peanuts she's been mm. uh, she's been suspended from duty she's denied having sex with him in the bathroom mm. but there are several uh other members of the flight crew that saw the pair leave the cubicle within moments of each other this um, was on a flight from australia to india I mean, that's pretty bad. She was on
0: duty. Yeah. That is the kind of service I usually don't get on flights. (laughs) anymore.
2: You're right, Leah. Anyway, Sally Squires is with us. Sally writes the Lean Plate Club column that is syndicated all over the country. Sally, welcome back to Satellite Sisters. Thank
6: you very much. It's great to be back with you, and I love that story. Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> yeah, what were they serving on the Qantas flight that would have gotten them going? Though I suppose with refines Fines it wouldn't really take
6: yeah, much. Yeah, would it wouldn't take much with refines. Fines, I agree. All
2: right, Sally Squires, I know that you have done some research into this old idea of aphrodisiacs. How long is this concept? even been oh, around.
6: Don't you love this? It has been around for almost ever. So if you know Aphrodite, yeah. who, of course, is the Greek goddess of love, then that's where this idea of aphrodisiacs goes back. Oh. And it even, there's also this aphrodisia is actually the Greek word for lust, which I thought was kind of nice. Yes. too. So, yeah.
2: I like that. Leon, as a classics major, was this something you looked into heavily, too? <laughs> Liz, you're yeah, this you're was quite a... the expert on Aphrodite. The topic of my senior thesis was, was uh,
0: Aphrodite <laughs> I think it had something to do with pomegranates back then.
6: Well, you know, pomegranates are quite interesting. And and what I loved in reporting this story for the Lean Play Club is that it goes back to their aphrodisiacs mentioned in Song of Solomon, in Ovid, in Virgil, in Shakespeare, in the Marquis de Sade. And, of course, who can forget that Tom Jones movie? Oh. You oh, know, yeah. You know, oh, the Tom Jones movie yeah. where they're, they're eating and they're, and, and, you know, I mean. We weren't allowed to see that movie, yeah. yet, Sally. I was <laughs> still back on the Marquita
2: side imagining him, like, hitting me with an artichoke
0: <laughs> Yes, <he might laughs> instead have done of that. eating
2: it. <laughs> he might have done that indeed, yes. So, you know, I guess the, the food I have always heard the most about, Sally, is Oysters are. Is, is it true that oysters are an aphrodisiac?
6: Well, here's the really sad fact: in any food, it could be oysters, it could be chocolate, it can be. Actually, I looked back, and sometimes they've thought turmeric and pepper and lentils and even stuffed snails, if you can believe it. That's mm. a that's an aphrodisiac mm-hmm. in China. Any of these foods can be aphrodisiacs in the context of which they're used. So, in other words, if you think this stuff is going to work, it may help you. Uh-huh. But truth be told, the science behind it, there isn't much. Although there is something for very something very special that, but you're not going to find it on many Valentine's uh, menus. So, wow.
2: the, so there's no science to support any of that. But what? So what is so special? What actually does work then? Well, there's you have actually. The
6: Yes, there is actually something that has been known to increase a woman's desire by 24%. That's okay. pretty wow. good.
2: Wow. Okay? Okay. All I, of a sudden I hear Monica but... perking up. And, and,
6: and it is not chocolate. <laughs> it is not chocolate. Hard no. to believe. <laughs> no, it is not chocolate. But it, it's probably not something that too many people are going to want it really get into because it's actually something found in mother's milk, of all things. Really? Really. Now, explain that. How do we know that? Well, we know this because there's this fascinating team of women scientists, what else would you expect, at the University of Chicago and they took women who were nursing and they actually had them, they collected uh, how can I say this in a nice way, they collected secretions from them while they were nursing as well as from kind of underneath their arms, Uh put it all together, you know, in their magic of the laboratory, and they recruited volunteers, all women who had never been pregnant, to actually, um, in a very systematic way, sniff these things and put them underneath their, their in the the skin between their nose and their mouth, and they did this on multiple occasions, and they kept very careful records, and of course. Part of the group didn't have anything on these little pads that they rubbed on themselves, but they found really significant changes in both sexual desire and sexual fantasies over a three-month period.
2: That's funny, because it sounds like such a turnoff. What you just I know. described I sounds know. disgusting. <laughs> I know,
6: but they didn't know what they were doing. So th- so this is this is the whole thing, which is kind of interesting, that w- there is something in mother's milk. And, and what they're hoping is that the- this is actually the first proven aphrodisiac in humans, which is... You know, very. I'm interesting. trying to think
2: of what some kind of evolutionary reason would be for that, but it's not coming to me, Sally. Squires. I know it's
6: it was it was difficult for me too. I, I must admit, and it had to do. This scientist thinks that it has to do with when we lived in groups, with women feeling more comfortable and and seeing that other women who had babies, you know, did well long term. That maybe there's something there, but we do oh, know. I would it, buy that. Yeah, that kind of makes yeah, sense when you yeah, think about that sort does. of.
0: Looking around like, oh, okay, I'm going in for that. That looks good.
6: Right. They, they, there you go. And so, so, there so was it's that, all a what, big lie. I know. But <laughs> you know
0: what, Lee, and I was thinking
3: it's because women feel so, like, unsexy after they've had a baby that if there wasn't something in the breast milk, milk they that would
4: they never procreate again.
6: <laughs> could that be it, Sally? That could be it. I think that could definitely be it. But what was also really interesting about this study is that they found, because the women didn't know what was in these pads, they didn't know what they were doing, and um, they didn't know why they were keeping some fairly meticulous records about their sexual affairs fantasies, but um, they found that women who already had partners um, were actually desired those partners more, whereas those who didn't currently have partners had lots more sexual fantasies, which is also kind of interesting. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. so we're not encouraging women if you're pumping now to make a nice cocktail for <laughs> your <laughs> husband on the 14th. That's probably
6: not. Probably not. Some I think sort of the milk chocolate shake. and the oysters are still probably the better bet. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just a really nice romantic candlelit dinner where you can just really enjoy each other. And I think that's that's what a lot of this um, as I looked back at the history of aphrodisiacs, it, it, again, they're very culturally specific. So while we look at chocolate here in China, they're looking at stuffed snails. You know, the ancients might have looked at turmeric as a way to kind of enhance their passions for each other. So it's very much a place where your food or a drink or, or a smell that helps you feel kind of more relaxed and into whoever it is that you're you know, trying to feel romantic with. All right. Well, so context really counts a lot. We're we're, we're still really talking about
2: odd. maybe maybe candlelight could be the way to go, no matter what you eat. <laughs> yeah,
6: maybe, maybe, definitely.
2: All right, Sally. We want to move on. The FDA just announced that it approved the first non-prescription weight loss drug. It's called Ally, and it's going to hit the stores this summer. So when we come back, will you tell us like what is that? How much has it been tested? Because there are a lot of these drugs that it, that people have tried before that have turned out to be pretty dangerous so i'm just curious what do we really know about this new drug and how it works we're the satellite sisters if you have a question for sally Squatters or for us give us a call 866-33-SISTER
0: we're the satellite sisters stay with us
2: Satellite Sisters, I am Liz Dolan. I'm here with my sisters, Leanne Dolan and Monica Dolan. We're joined by Sally Squires. She writes the nationally syndicated Lean Plate Club column, which is fantastic. And there's an e-newsletter that goes along with that. Okay, Sally, last week the FDA announced that they have approved the first non-prescription weight loss drug. It's called Ally, and that it's going to hit the stores this summer
6: what is the deal with this? What does it actually do? Well, this drug is very interesting because it's actually known as the drug Orlistat or Xenical is the generic name. And it's been a prescription drug that's been around for a long time. So in a sense, this is the first over-the-counter drug that is proven to help people lose weight. And there's a lot of excitement about that as well as you can imagine there are also some concerns by some consumer groups. So how long, so how long has it actually been out there on the market? Because my favorite-
2: with these things is always that they haven't done enough testing on it for a consumer, a real person to know long term what the impact is. But if it's been out there as a prescription drug, do we kind of have that information?
6: Yes, we do. And I listened actually to a teleconference uh, last week by the company, which is GlaxoSmithKline. And they have a lot of studies. They've got, in fact, hundreds of studies. And this drug has a fairly long track record um, it's still not a miracle drug and even the company will tell you this it's it's it may help some people with that extra boost sometimes it's just you know a little bit hard to to lose weight for some people and maybe that this is the thing that'll get them a little bit farther than they had hoped but it is by far not a miracle drug and the company itself was very quick to say that at most you can expect that you'll get maybe 50 percent more weight loss than you would with diet alone. Well, that seems like a- a lot.
4: 50% well it could more. be,
6: but it's probably just during the first six months. So we're talking about, you know, very consistent Uh, weight reduction but you've got to really watch those calories and you have to really do all the old-fashioned things like exercise more eat less exercise more if you really want to see the right kind of results (laughs) i know i wish this were the the miracle drug but even the company who stands to gain a lot from this uh, the sale of this is saying you know it is not that magic bullet that everybody's looking for so you
0: have to do it in addition to a sensible diet and exercise program
6: You absolutely do. And what's different about this weight loss drug is that not only will it be, it's the first one that's been approved by the FDA, so it gets that that, uh, stamp from them, but um, it will be available this summer. In the meantime, the company is putting together a year-long behavioral online program. So if you buy uh, Ally at the drugstore or the supermarket or wherever you get it, you get a code that will give you access to a behavioral modification program that's online. Hmm. And it's the same old stuff. It's nothing sexy here. Again, right. you know, it's like, okay, you do really do have to eat less, and you really do have to move more. And
4: mm-hmm. then
6: in this, with the help of Ally, the hope is that you will take off a few more pounds. Now, how does the drug actually work? It's 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 a fat blocker, right? So it that... is a fat blocker, and that's one of the concerns of uh, some consumer groups. It's a fat blocker, and so basically there are certain vitamins that you're not going to get, and, and I know somebody mentioned uh, WOW or the Alestra that we had, which was the fake fat. Right, Um,
2: Leanne's afraid of the potato chips. (laughs) (laughs) The side effects of the potato chips could be really... I
6: think we won't go into the details, but let's say you could spend a lot of time running for the ladies' room. Right. Yes. So um, the concern with this particular drug is that it also works by blocking some of the fat so the pills have to be taken at a meal where you do eat fat and it does block the uptake of four really key vitamins and those include vitamins A, D which is great for your bones, E and K and uh, I can tell you what the I won't bore you with the details but basically um, when you block those there is a concern that you might have some long-term nutritional problems so the company is recommending that anyone who takes Ally needs to also take a multivitamin. Hey,
0: it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank PROSE for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from PROSE is getting... Free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/sisters and use code Sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus, get twenty dollars off your first order. Thanks, Butcher Box. Is there somebody who shouldn't use this? Do you have to be obese, or if you're using 10 pounds, you want to lose 20 pounds, is this the way to go?
6: Yeah, they would uh, really, experts would like you to be on the higher end of a body mass index. So that means you want to be 20, 30 pounds overweight before you really try these drugs. But um, I, I think the company understands that there are going to be people out there who are going to probably be less overweight than that and right. we probably do this it's it's uh, human nature we know that people I don't know if you've seen that ad recently for a food product and there's this really slender woman who's on a big stability ball and she looks like the last thing she do, needs to do is lose another ounce of weight mm-hmm. but she's she's saying that she's on a particular diet and so we know that there are people out there who are probably going to try this the concern of public citizen which is a consumer group here in Washington and they actually filed a petition when this all went before the FDA, and their concern is that there are some side effects that they say that um, suggest that Orlistat could cause some precancerous growths in the colon, and so they really were very much opposed to this drug going over the counter. They think it's a very bad idea, and they think it should only be used with a doctor's um, a- a- approval, if if even then, in some cases. Yeah. And what kind of side effects? Are these the, like the potato chip-related side no, effects? No, they're not so much worried about that is that they've been seeing this precancerous growth. It's it's called um, an aberrant crypt foci. It's a kind of a weird name, mm. but they've been seeing this. And the actually, when Public Citizen petitioned the FDA not to have this drug on the market, they cited two studies that documented the. That public Citizens has documented the ability of orlistat or ally to cause these uh, weird growths, which are potentially precancerous. So wow. that's of concern.
2: Okay, that yeah. is concern. Okay, you, yeah, you have to have a really think about this seriously. All right, Sally Squires, thank you so much for joining us. I, you always do such a good job breaking it down for us. Sally. I know we so. do appreciate that. We love your column, the Lean Play Club. If you want to read Sally's column, look for it in your local newspaper. You can also register, subscribe to get her. Uh, e newsletter and Sally joins us when we have big news to sort out
0: about drugs and nutrition and things like that. Thanks. Okay, coming up in the next hour, we are going to tell you about our Valentine's Day dream contest. There's still just a short time to enter. Okay, because right, it's for Valentine's that. Day. For Day. For Valentine's <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> so we have but, to,
0: yeah, but, you know, Go ahead, Lynn. No, yeah, that's we're gonna pick a winner tomorrow, but we're giving away a prize. And you have to uh, you have to come up with your dream Valentine Day. We want to hear from you. And then we have a great gift basket to give away. In the next hour, we are gonna be giving you all the details. Also, there's still time left if you want to get your astrological chart read by Shelley Ackerman. So stay tuned to Satellite Sisters. We're gonna give you all the details.
2: tell about the fight attended from Qantas, who was suspended for having sex in the bathroom with Ray Fiennes? Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 The news story on this does point out that she was a member of the New South Wales Police Force for 14 years, and she was a qualified scuba diver. Oh. So, well, oh. that explains her comfort and... In- Enclosed places, (laughs) small places. (laughs) Some kind of, uh, yeah, that's, uh, anyway, so we are the Satellite Sisters. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm here with my sisters, Leanne Dolan and uh, Monica Dolan. We have more information about our special Valentine's Day giveaway coming up for you later on in this hour and how you can qualify for a reading by our favorite Satellite Sisters astrologer, Shelley Ackerman. We're going to explain that to you coming up. Uh, first, Monica, I noticed tonight on TV, it's the Westminster Kennel
3: Club show. That's that- right, Liz. It's on the Animal Planet, one of my favorite TV events of the year. I just love it, you know. But I'm kind of sick of the small dogs winning the Westminster oh, really? Kennel Club. <laughs> I think it's about time some yellow labs won Best in Show or some of the,
0: you know, labs, the hounds. Lee and you have a shepherd. They There's- never win. They don't win? No, they don't win. You know, the working dog category does not win because it's not quite as glamorous as, like, the Bull Terrier last year, Rufus, that won. Uh, That was a cute dog, though, that Rufus. You know, the the dogs that actually have to work for a living, they never win. And then, you know, everyone has a yellow lab. I mean, nothing personal, Monica. (laughs) I just don't think they see that as a special enough dog. It is... The most popular dog in America. Well, it's special in my heart. I Leah. know, I know. That's the way I feel about my German Shepherd. But I know they have a higher calling than some stupid dog show. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Leanne you know what though? I was reading about the Westminster Kennel Club, and remember the dog last year, Vivi, the the missing Whippet. Oh yeah, what from happened from the show? To that? Oh, yeah, this was this like award winning Whippet, adorable named Vivi. She had won a special merit award, and she somehow last year after the West minster kennel club she escaped from her travel cage while she was being loaded into her airplane right at jfk and she has never been found, and it's a year later. That is and so sad. More than 100 people looked for Vivi. They searched the airport, the marshland. They got, like, a pet detective to come in. And you know what? Her owner is just really heartbroken. Oh, She's I not bet. going to the Westminster Kennel Club show this year, but she said next year she will probably show uh, one of Vivi's puppies, but they have never found her. You oh. know, it's the not knowing that makes you so sad. That, you know what? That's what her owner said. They said if they had found her and she had died from exposure because she was a whippet. Right. Yeah. You know, they don't, it's don't have it out there. It's cold, you know, and she escaped into this March land. She said that would be better so she could at least bury her dog, but she thinks maybe someone adopted her, you know, maybe Some someone nice family in Queens. Maybe they're <laughs> hoping that, but she said she would rather just know what happened to her dog. But that really like captured people's hearts
0: that story when i lost my dog do you remember when yes. her old shepherd mika disappeared from the kennel that she was at while we were on the other side of the country oh, it was a nightmare it, for it was it was really sad we we never went back to that kennel needless to say but she was either dog napped or just got out but she was found by a family but it took us about two weeks to actually find her and i was just dying to ask her that is when you where want have you been to talk what like, did you do what for two happened? weeks how did they find you in the parking lot of Blockbuster Video? What happened between the kennel and the Blockbuster Video? Yeah, or lot?
3: who took her
0: yeah. from the kennel? So, oh. but that is really when you want your dog to talk. Yeah. Is, is when they go missing and just what were you doing? All day? that's when
2: you have to hire the pet psychic, and I know. then the psychic can tell you what the dog has been through. <laughs> I know. All right, I have a couple of uh, major corrections we would like to make here at Satellite Sisters today. <laughs> corrections, illuminations, whatever. Uh, the first comes from me, Liz Dolan. You're so seldom wrong, Liz. No, it's, it's invigorating when
0: you're when you are wrong. I never. Yes, thank you, Liam.
2: <laughs> I never should have tried this. I foolishly blundered into an area I know nothing about on this weekend show, and that would of course be popular culture. Yes. That, yes, it's Liz. Just, I just don't pay close enough attention to realize when things are happening, say, in the life of Anna Nicole Smith. Mm. I missed a few key developments last year and the year before. So when we were talking about it this weekend on the show, Monica and I, you and I were reliving and actually acting out some of
3: the interview that happened Friday night on The Larry King Show. Right. That was very, that was the most... You know, entertaining part of the weekend for me was yeah. these, this: this Jazza Gabor's, the Prince uh, Prince von Jazza, claiming that he may be the father of Anna Nicole Smith's.
2: Yes, at the begin- at the beginning of the interview, he claimed to be the father. By the end of the the grueling interview by Larry King, he said, "No, anyone of thirty or a hundred guys could be the father." So I'm not sure what was going on with that. But then we followed up that discussion with a headline I had. Pulled off the internet uh, oh, wow. about how the stepson of E. Pierce Marshall, or the stepson of the guy that had married Anna Nicole Smith. The old rich guy. Yeah, the old rich guy, the stepson that had been suing her for the money, had died. Yeah. And this was news to me. You, you, present, <laughs> you, you were like, holy cow, he died yes. yesterday. I'm like, these people are dropping like flies. <laughs> right. What is up with this Anna Nicole and everyone who comes near her? And I was just shocked that this could have all happened in the same week. And I didn't even get from here, our radio studio in Burbank, California... To my home in Santa Monica, California before the emails started flooding in. Of course, you knew that the guy died in June. <laughs> Thank you, Marilyn, for writing to me. Thank you, Stephanie, for writing to me. You were very nice to like point out my mistake. Marilyn says, just thought you would want to know. I did want to know. And and Stephanie, she still wants to know. Love your
0: show. Okay. okay. We, we appreciate that. So Yeah, Liz, just steer clear of anything that happens in South Florida, for I, instance. <laughs> that is not (laughs) not a good area for you whatsoever. It's not, it's not. I don't know
2: what, I just, I just got carried away. Mm -hmm. So that is our first official correction. And now here's something we'll just call an illumination. Okay. An elucidation, (laughs) uh, an expansion of (laughs) something that came up on Satellite Sisters this weekend. We were discussing the fact that Harvard University was about to name the first woman ever to be president of the university. That apparently, every 371 years, they name a female president of the university. And uh, It is
0: exciting news. Good for her.
2: Yes, and she is a very noted, she's a leading Civil War scholar, Leanne, mm. uh, and she's been at the university for quite a while and has really an impressive academic career. Uh, but Larry Summers, you may recall, was the president of Harvard, and he was fired, or finally they got rid of him last year, because he had speculated openly that maybe the reason women hadn't gotten further in the sciences is because they just lacked the genetic capability. And were and willing they to work hard enough. They didn't. didn't want to work hard enough. Yeah, no drive. Anyway, so the, uh, so this new woman was named president of Harvard University, yay for her. Uh, her name is Drew Gilpin Faust, and Sheila was just ruminating on the show this weekend, that it's a shame that the first woman president of Harvard didn't have a woman's name. Yeah, a woman's name.
3: (laughs) She had a man's name.
2: uh, She thought Drew Gilpin Faust could just as easily be a man, and it's too bad that her name wasn't Mary or something like that, so it was really, really obvious. And we were just having a little fun with that. And then I opened the paper uh, today, and there's a whole profile of her in the New York Times, and I would just like to say, as part of our illumination, elucidation Her full name is Catherine Drew Gilpin Faust. So we're very happy that even though she's always been known by Drew, Mm -hmm. she actually does have a woman's first name. Oh, (laughs)
0: phew. That is good news. Yeah, so there you go. Okay, well, Sheila's on vacation all this week, but I'm sure that when she gets back, we can fill her in on that. That'll make her really happy. She will be very happy to hear. Hey, lots more coming up in the show. We are going to fill you in on the Valentine's Day contest. We're giving away a great gift basket we're going to tell you how you can win also if you have a love situation going on and you want a real astrologer not sheila but a real astrologer to read your love chart we're going to give you the details on how you may be chosen for that but first please if you live near a lake and it's snowing could you call me 866-33-SISTER what is lake effect snow You've never heard of that? mm -hmm. No. If they say it one more time on the weather report without explaining it, it's going to drive me mad, mad. 866 33 Sister, stay with us.
2: channel no when well, you can just ask a question on the air what is like effects Snow? and we get many many helpful calls Our number is 866 33 Sister, but I think we're getting to the bottom of the
0: whatever Lake Effect Snow is. Right. Well, did you notice this weekend? I noticed it started late in the week last week. People talking, weather people talking about the tremendous snows in upstate New York, and they kept using this term Lake Effect Snow. At one point, all the weather, all the anchor people were playing along like they knew what it was too when they showed a picture from (laughs) space. I kid you not. And they were like, look, Lake Effect Snow. From space. You can see it on the satellite. And I, of course, am sitting at home going, what is lake effect snow? Leon, you've never heard of lake effect snow? No. And Monica, I lived in Wyoming. I know snow. I just have right. never well, heard there, of that. There aren't any big lakes in Wyoming. No. I guess it, it's
3: because I, my last job, I used to travel a lot to the Midwest, like to Milwaukee and Chicago. So I was familiar with the term lake effect snow. However, I didn't
0: know Lake effect snow could yield like 12 feet of snow. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go to the experts, the Canadians. All right. Dolores <laughs> is calling us from Ontario, Canada. Hey, Dolores. Hi. Okay. So you're sitting on Lake Ontario right now. I am. I
1: live two miles from Lake Ontario.
0: Okay. What is this thing they call lake effect snow?
1: Lake effect lake effect snow is where the moisture from the lake or any large body of water starts picking up and adding to the snow clouds. And the winds going across the end of the lake will churn out more snow than what is in the rest of the area. Like you can be 10 miles away, it'll be sunny and nothing. And then right around that curve of the lake will be like 36 inches because of all the moisture coming
0: off the lake. Now, do you have lake effect snow specialists there in Canada, just weathermen that just completely focus on lake effect snow? Oh, everyone's an expert. Everyone's (laughs) an expert. So how much snow do you have there now? Right now we have about four inches, but we're expecting a big winter
1: storm tonight.
0: Okay, so then you'll get 172 inches if, <laughs> yes. if Chad Myers on <laughs> CNN has his way. Uh, all right. Dolores, thank you for calling for calling and explaining that to me. Okay, we have to talk to David in St. Louis. Yes, we I do. Because ap- I appreciate this. David, you, you're an attorney, David, but what do you really want to be?
5: I really want to be a meteorologist.
0: Yeah, how did that happen that you didn't get into meteorology?
5: I don't know all the um, I, I don't like to get up too early in the morning, I think you have to start very early in the morning
0: yeah, that's true <laughs> that's true so so you knew you had heard of lake effect snow I have I uh, now as a amateur meteorologist, do you watch the weather channel all the time?
5: Um, I'm glued to it okay.
0: <laughs> okay, what's your favorite weather event <laughs>
5: Um, my favorite weather event is a good snowstorm.
0: Okay. All right. And is it snowing there in St. Louis now?
5: It is raining right now, but it's supposed to turn to snow later today.
0: Oh. <laughs> well said, David. <laughs> well said. You can, don't worry. You're, you're the Satellite Sisters meteorologist. David, thank you for calling. And just one more. Paula in Minnesota. She grew up in Canada, okay, but now you live in, uh, in Minnesota and what what in your mind is lake effect snow? Are we getting it right, Paula?
1: You are getting it right. I was uh, at the tip of Lake Ontario across from Syracuse where they've got the 12 feet from last week's snowfall. And your first caller was exactly right in terms of the lake just picks up a lot more moisture and it Right to the shore. So where we lived, we could get, you know, two feet. And my girlfriend who was an hour in or closer to Toronto and north of Toronto would get maybe a a dusting. It was, it made me irate sometimes. But (laughs) the boys got a lot more snow days. It was good. Nice movie and and peanut brittle time. But other than that, no, it's a pain in the butt to
5: drive.
0: (laughs) All right, Paula, there you go. Summing it up beautifully. The snow days, though, you know, I feel for those mothers, the parents. Those kids have been off for like seven days. I read today they were finally going back to school. But that is so much fun. That's, when you're a kid, yeah, but and you have that and much frittles, snow. I, I know. I want to have a snow day at Paula's house. Oh, Leon, and I saw
3: this really funny story in the paper today. It's kind of a Ferris Bueller type story. Okay, now what these students did was wrong, clearly wrong, <laughs> but it's still a funny prank. These two high school girls... There were teenagers in Ohio, and they somehow got the password for their school district's website, and they posted a fake
0: snow day notice (gasps) on the site. Fantastic.
3: I'm sorry. That is a good prank. That is
0: an excellent prank. That's like a movie prank.
3: It is. And so the school, it said the school was closed due to weather, and so all the parents were confused because it was dry, there was no (laughs) snow in the forecast. Oh, that
0: was their problem.
3: I think a lot of kids took us as an opportunity to stay home from school because they're like, it's on the website, Mom. (laughs) But uh, you know what? They were caught, and uh, they're going to be expelled, so that's too bad. But it was a good prank. That (laughs) seems a little strong. (laughs) Well... The ha- they didn't really hack into the school's website, but they knew the password. And that is wrong, yeah.
0: Liz. <laughs> yeah. It seems very enterprising <laughs> to Wrong me. but funny. Wrong yeah, funny. but funny. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. The call still coming in on Lake Effect Snow. I want to talk to Marcia because she's in Buffalo. And they, oh, man. They just had like 100,000 inches of Lake Effect Snow. So I want to get to the bottom of that. And then we're going to tell you about the Valentine's Day contest. Stay with us. If you haven't entered yet, you can still win a great gift basket. We're the Satellite Sisters.
2: sisters, I'm Liz Dolan. I'm here with my sisters, Leanne Dolan and Monica Dolan. Our phone number is 866-33-SISTER. That's 866-337-4783. And to email us, just go to SatelliteSisters.com. Coming up in a couple of minutes, we're going to tell you how to win a great gift basket from us on Valentine's Day. Or also, if you would like famous astrologer Shelley ackerman to do a love reading for you on valentine's day you might be able to score that at satellitesisters.com too but first Leon, more more breaking weather news here well
0: just one more call on lake effect snow i had never heard that term before and that uh, this weekend every meteorologist was using that term i didn't know what it was i figured it had something to do with snow near a lake <laughs> And I think <laughs> that you have logical. cleared it up for me. Thank you so much. It's a snowstorm that actually happens over the lake, and it has something to do with the water temperature being warmer than the land temperature. But we have the expert on, because she claims nobody knows more about lake effect snow than somebody from Buffalo, New York. Marsha, how are you today? hello I'm fine how are you okay so how much snow did you just get Marsha
4: uh,
1: over last weekend we got four feet <gasps> wow oh,
4: wow right.
1: and the standard abbreviation just so you know is les right on top of things.
0: oh that is good I love that okay, now you- so when you see the forecast les you know what it means? Okay, I, I, it's not going to happen here in California, Marsha.
1: No, sure, that's for sure. When you when you look across the nation, you know a lot of the
5: meteorologists around here, especially, use that term. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. all right. Okay, that is good to know, Marcia. That's some good lingo. Four I'm feet just... of snow. Yeah. What did you do with four feet of snow, Marcia?
5: Where'd oh, you put we just it?
1: stole our way out. We just made like a little tunnel out our back door. You know, we got to the garage. We got the snow blower out. Did the driveway. You know, did the neighbor's driveway. We oh. just carries on. We're just used to it around here.
0: I know you are. You're you're snow, you're s- right. snow wonderful. You're, you're snow, snow, you're snow savvy. Snow wonderful. There you go. <laughs> All right, Marcia. Thank you for your phone call. L E S. I'm feeling good now. Hey, Dave from um, Missouri. Did you hear that? L E S. You might want to drop that in to <laughs> so some of your weather reports that you give there at your law office.
3: L E S. You know what? Lee and Valentine's Day is coming up, and I, I'm happy to report that being one of the single sisters, I've already received two Valentines. You have? Two totally oh. legitimate. One from um, our nephew and niece. Leo and Fiona mm-hmm. sent me a beautiful Valentine's from Ben and Mom and Dad. Oh, excellent! Left me some chocolates and some little pink paper wrapped in some pink little things. I'm feeling pretty good. That's I'm good. I'm too ahead because Lord knows I'm gonna not gonna get a Valentine from man <laughs> this
4: year. Okay, <laughs> so you're I,
3: embracing the holiday fully, Monica. Right, but I am not bitter, Liz. I am not bitter. No, I'm not bitter. I. I Valentine's Day is a fun uh, holiday if you have someone that you love in your life. That's all I'm <laughs> going to say. But there is this whole anti-Valentine's Day movement that has been happening. And oh, I really? Guess, yeah, I guess greeting card companies, you know, they might have made up the holiday Valentine's Day, Leon. Yeah. But now they're trying to capitalize on people that don't really like Valentine's Day. Okay. So now they're creating cards that are like for people that hate Valentine's Day or cards for single people. That they know are never going to have a Valentine. Um, or well, not never is a strong a, word. Well, not going to have a Valentine <laughs> this week. So if okay. you feel compelled to send me one of those, go ahead. I will enjoy it. But I also read about all these other uh, cities that are having sort of special events. Like there's uh, a company in Cleveland, I think, and they have one of those pub crawl things where uh-huh. you go on a bus and it's a singles party and you go to a bunch of brew pubs and someone else is driving, the bus driver yeah. who is not visiting the brew. But now they're billing it as like an anti-Valentine's Day thing. And then I love this. There's a bowling alley at a nightclub in downtown Cleveland. And they are throwing a party that is called Love Spare Me. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. And it said it's like bowling and a party with uh, special Love Stinks drink specials. Oh. So I wish I was going there. And also there's a guy, Matt Brick, in California, and he has kind of an anti-Valentine's Day Internet site. And he has a T-shirt that says, I think therefore i am single and he said (laughs) oh that is okay that's harsh that is harsh oh i think it's funny (laughs) ah if you want to get me one of those (laughs) lean go right ahead so he said around valentine's day their sales increase for the i think therefore i am single Mm -hmm. t-shirts and bumper stickers
0: i think as someone who's not single i just object to that idea that i am Thoughtless. Uh, the the, unthinking, Right. Without thinking. All right. Well, Monica, on the opposite end of the spectrum, this is a pretty cute Valentine's Day item. They have these specially um, hand-done romance novels that you can order. They're personalized for you and your sweetheart. Oh, so you and your husband are like in a bodice ripper? Exactly, Monica. You can get (gasps) something like ER fever or... Pirates of Desire. That's hilarious. hilarious. Isn't that funny? Like if your husband is an accountant, they kind of juice it up, (laughs) sex it up? Well, not in the romance novel. In the romance novel, Racing Hearts, he would be the race car driver, which is what my husband has always wanted to be. So customers answer 20 to 30 questions about themselves and their beloved, everything from your body type to your pet name, and then they have eight pre-formatted novels, and then they just weave these details into the novel. Isn't it funny? And then yeah. this, this is great because then you can send them your picture, and they put that on the cover. You know the covers that of those really books. That is really funny. Yeah. But do they,
3: they give you like the raven hair?
0: <laughs> if you flowing, say you're,
3: flowing behind you, because I don't really want a picture of myself on the cover of the romance novel.
0: Monica, if you want the raven hair, they'll give you the raven hair. <laughs> now here's the deal, though they're not they're not explicit novels. You know, uh-huh. it's not. There's not any sex in the novel, but there are a lot of stolen kisses. And they stay away from a couple of tricky topics. Religion... And marriage, okay? You wouldn't think marriage would be that tricky a topic in a romance novel, but that's not really how it ends. But it's the traditional, you know, a tense plot, a happy ending, the stolen kisses, and there you go. And it's about thirty-five bucks. You can get. That also seems like a great gift for a bridal shower. Like, you know, you had what? a friend who that was cute getting idea. married.
2: That would be a really cute gift for a bridal shower. Yeah,
0: Books by You is the name of the company that does this. Books by You. You know what? That's really a funny gift for a bridal shower. Yeah, because that would be fun for,
2: you know, a young
0: bride to have. Yeah, because you only have to order one book at a time.
2: I was reading about a book (laughs) called...
0: (laughs) And hopefully, yeah, they'll only get
3: married once.
2: (laughs) I was reading about a book called Permission to Party, written by someone named Jill Murphy Long. And she was uh, suggesting other kinds of parties to have. And one was sort of Valentine's Day related because she said you could have a story exchange this seems like you could get your single girlfriends around on Valentine's Eve. Each guest brings 20 single-dollar bills, and you put it in a pot. And as each guest shares her horror story, the other guests have to vote on a deserved dollar amount. Oh, so that's like funny. So, like, your worst date, your worst breakup, your worst boyfriend, that would all be really bad. So, anyway, so throw that out as an idea if you're looking for Valentine's Day <laughs> That's pretty funny. And then he, these are just some romantic-sounding places where you could spend Valentine's Day oh, Liz. if you chose. Like, did you know that there is a Valentine, Nebraska? Oh, Doesn't that's... that sound romantic? <laughs> it does. Well, L- it loving... up. Sure Loving County, Texas. Oh, that's cute. Wondering what goes on there. How about
3: Boring Oregon? Is that on the (laughs) list? Because that is the name of an actual town outside of Portland. Is
2: that where you will be spending your Valentine's Eve? Yes, I I
3: think that's where I'm headed Wednesday night, Boring Oregon.
0: Monica, I am sensing a little bit of attitude there when you're talking about this. Okay, all right. You know, there's a town actually in Illinois called Fidelity, Illinois. Fidelity. Okay, and that they, doesn't
2: sound all well, that exciting.
0: Well, again, <laughs> it's not, look, is it's it not near, romantic. Is it near Romeoville, Illinois? Because okay. there's one of those. That sounds cute. But in Fidelity, they they get extra mail this time of year because people want their Valentine's stamped Fidelity, Illinois. So oh. there you go. You can send them, like, a big pile of mail, and they'll stamp it for you.
4: Oh, wow. oh Liz, I
0: thought that was a f- thoughtful gesture. Okay, yes. never mind. No,
2: no, very nice. Uh, can I read one more piece of email yeah. before, before we move on? Yeah. Because this, came, this was something you talked about last week, Leanne, and Carolyn in Farmington Hills, Michigan, was listening. Was, do we have to issue an apology no, or correction? no. Okay. She has self-diagnosed. You were talking about the face recognition problem that some people
0: have. Face blindness. Face right. blindness. That's what you have. Right. You can look at people you actually know, and you just don't absorb their faces. I do not connect who they are or what they look like. Dr.
2: Gupta, Sanjay Gupta, explained this all to you, so you explained it to us. And Carolyn would like to thank you because she said she just feels a lot better knowing there's an actual medical reason she did not recognize her boss at the mall last Christmas. Oh, my gosh. She said to see him out of context, there he was. He was at the mall holding a bag from Yankee Candle, wearing some kind of ski jacket. He was Totally out of context, but somehow he expected
3: me to recognize him. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what, Carolyn? He's your boss. <laughs> I mean, he is not like. A, a, an a, an acquaintance or the mailman that you see every once in a while. So maybe no, she Monica, does have a degree of face blindness. Yeah, I think
2: Carolyn and I are in the same camp. Carolyn, this is Liz. Thank you so much. Leon diagnosed me and you in turn. So thanks for writing in. If you want to send us an email, just go to SatelliteSisters.com. Liz, one in
0: 50 people have some form of face blindness, they think now. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's pretty serious, Caroline. sounds like... You should go see a doctor. Mm -hmm. At this point, I need to step out of your medical diagnosis. (laughs) She has suffered from it her entire life, according to her email. There you go. she was just happy to hear from you and Sanjay Gupta. All right, coming up next, we're talking about the Satellite Sisters Valentine's Day Dream Contest. We are giving away a great gift basket here on Valentine's Day. But you have to tell us what your dream Valentine's Day is. We'll give you the details when we return.
2: Satellite Sisters. I'm Liz Dolan, here with Leanne and Monica Dolan. And Leanne, you've taken, you've sort of invented your own. Um, it's kind of a sport, but watchdog group. Kind was. Of, <laughs> I was going to say it's a sport meets a science, but it's a watchdog
0: group. I really think of it as a watchdog group, and that, of course, I'm talking about the weddings and celebrations section in the New York Times. Uh-huh. Okay. Sometimes. They feature these weddings that I just think, for reasons, should not be featured, Uh okay? We've we've seen grooms that are just unpleasant people featured, grooms wearing kilts, that's no good. We've had other people that have (laughs) mysterious business backgrounds, that's no good either, and apparently this is catching on. Oh, really? My watchdog group, Rose, has joined my group. Okay, she said, I like to listen to you on the Garden State Parkway. That, of course, is in New Jersey. And she says, I share your love-hate relationship with the weekly spotlighted wedding couple in the Sunday Times. And she's an excellent writer, this Rose. She said, the story itself is pretty typical of the genre, boy meets girl. Roadblocks to happiness appear, and in the end, love conquers all. Segue to the tasteful wedding at a fabulous at a fabulous location. Yeah, that's well, this, pretty much the yeah the drill. This week, Rose and I spotted the same egregious wedding announcement in Lance. the New York Times. So did I. Okay, here's the thing. You see this couple, uh, and you're thinking, good for the New York Times. They're featuring an older couple who's reunited in love later in life. This has to make you a fantastic story, doesn't it? Yeah, right. they
3: They fell in love the summer when they were both 16 and 17, and finally 44 years later, here they are walking down the aisle. I thought it was really a romantic story. It at was. The fantastic. beginning. It
0: was. In the beginning, her parents, they were insistent that she go on and get her education. They didn't like this boy. They didn't think he was going to be good for her. They forced her to go to med school. So the young couple broke up and they weren't allowed to see each other. And, of course, he becomes an astrophysicist. So, yeah, those guys aren't any good. But anyway, <laughs> the woman becomes a doctor. He becomes the astrophysicist. Several marriages ensue for both of them, yeah. including living off the land, which we can't even get into, Rose. <laughs> We don't have time, Rose. That <laughs> so one of them is living off the land. I'm not really so sure about that. Red flag, right there. So the woman in the couple gets divorced for the second time and does what any sensible woman would do. She hunts up her old boyfriend on Google, okay? <laughs> right. And, and they, they correspond for five years. Yeah. And did you see that fact by yeah. email? Five years. Well, he, again, living off the land with his wife, okay? Oh, he's married. married. And married. Yes, married, Liz. He's married. And then they agree to meet on a river rafting trip. Uh Where he tells his wife, I'm going on a river rafting trip, but fails to mention the fact that this woman that he's been corresponding with for five years, who we loved, you know, 40 years ago, is going to be on the trip. Oh. this Rose, I share your astonishment. (laughs) Because this is all laid out in the New York Times. Totally timelined, Rose. Everything. We have to know every detail. Like, oh, yeah, told my wife I was going, but I didn't tell her I had a potential girlfriend there. And then, Rose, you were right. We have to know then. When they had sex on oh, the trip. Oh that's my God. in the wedding announcement? Well, not weeks? in so many words, Liz, but there's references to sleeping bags and how close their sleeping bags got to each other and how they dragged them away from the group. Rose, Rosa I, sh- I share your astonishment. Rose <laughs> asked this question that we ask at our watchdog group. Since when is dating another woman while married a topic so sweet that it becomes part of a romantic backstory? Go figure. Rose, I could not have said it better myself. Rose, thank you for joining our watchdog group, the Satellite Sisters, here. Always looking at wedding announcements in the New York Times. But we want to encourage you because we can only read so many papers. Yeah,
2: we try to get around, but there's only so much we can read. Well, I
3: I love quirky wedding announcements, where the the reception is quirky, or they do something unusual. I love those. I think they're sweet.
0: So we would encourage you to send them to us at SatelliteSisters.com from your local paper, if there's a wedding announcement that (laughs) catches your eye, either in its outrageousness, like this one, Rose, you're absolutely right, or just in its quirkiness, you can go ahead and send them to us at SatelliteSisters.com.
2: right. Uh, if you really want to know what up in your love life in the future you know you don't have to run off on a rafting trip with your high school boyfriend whatever while you're married (laughs) thank you very much new york times (laughs) (laughs) you can just get in line to have shelly ackerman you know she's our satellite sister astrologer she's been with us on the show before on valentine's day one lucky person is going to get a special chart reading from Shelly. This is exciting. This would be really She's fun. She's a
0: big time astrologer.
2: Yeah, she is. So here's what you have to do. You have to email your question to us. Go to SatelliteSisters.com. And along with whatever you want to know about your future, you have to send us your exact date And time of birth, and be sure to be specific about a.m. or p.m., and your place of birth. Because Shelly's actually going to do your chart, so she needs to know city, state, time, year, all of that. And we're going to take all of the entries, and we're going to pick one, and somebody's going to get selected. Just
0: one. We can only pick one. That's all we have time for. But that is exciting. Yeah. And if you have a love dilemma, that's particularly exciting. To us, anyway. (laughs) 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 Perhaps not to you.
2: So just go to SatelliteSisters.com and send us that email. You know, she was on the Today Show this weekend doing the charts for Campbell Brown and Lester Holt. So Mm, It's
0: risky to have someone do your charts on the air. I mean, you've done it before. I know, I have. I I, I shy away from that kind of stuff. Really? No, it makes me nervous. I would never want the public to know. I mean, what if I'm stuck in the wrong job and the wrong marriage with the wrong people? (laughs) It's no good. All right. So, just to get this straight, we're asking you for many things at satellitesisters.com. You can enter the Valentine's Dream Day contest and win a great gift basket, or you can send us your love situation and all the details we need for an astrological reading. All the information is at satellitesisters.com. That's satellitesisters.com. We're the Satellite Sisters.